Emma here with Truthful Youth, the podcast, where I speak about everything that concerns teenagers. If you'd like more insights, please follow my Instagram, Truthful Youth Podcast, and if you like what you hear, remember to subscribe. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode here on Truthful Youth Podcast. Today, I'm here with a Canadian guest, and she can introduce herself. Sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Kelly Jagger. Thank you so much to Eva for having me on today. I am from Canada, as Eva said. I'm from Toronto, Ontario. I am currently a third-year university student at Queen's University. I am also an entrepreneur and a fashion and lifestyle content creator. And like you're hearing on this podcast, I also have my own podcast as well called The Girl Covering Podcast, which is all about mental wellness. And I am also a mental health advocate too. So that's a little bit about me. Yes. And the last thing you said is actually what we're here to talk about today. So Kelly, can you tell me a little bit about what is mental health? Sure. So mental health is really the well-being of your brain and really looking at the health of your brain. So looking at psychologically well-being and it goes a lot with how you act, how you think, um, you know, the different things that go on in your brain and the different decisions you make. So mental health is basically another word of saying it is mental well-being. So that basically just means um, taking care of the health in your brain, just like you would for your body. And why is it so important? Yeah, it's incredibly important. A lot of people often think that mental health is not as important as physical health, but sometimes it's even more important. So mental health is important because it takes place in your everyday acts, whether that be the way you talk, the way you think, the way you make decisions. It all comes from how your mental health is doing. And if you don't have a good mental health, you struggle making decisions like that. So it is so important because you have to take care of it and you have to spend time making sure that your mental health is okay because it really goes against every function you do in everyday life. Um, and you know, it makes up your personality and all of these different things. So you have to make sure that you are mentally well in order to be physically well in order to operate in everyday life. Yeah, those are really good points. But do you think that youth uh, today struggle more mentally than earlier generations? Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, there's been so many studies about how youth and students struggle more than they did in earlier generations. And even just the fact that they struggle more just generally, the age range for people being depressed or be, even being suicidal becomes lower and lower every year which is really troublesome to see. And I think the reason being is just because there's so much more pressure put on youths now than there used to be. You know, especially with social media, I think that really has led to the rise in mental health issues in younger generations. And even when you speak to people in older generations, they, of course, struggle with mental health, um, but almost not to the degree that youths do. And um, youths are exposed to a lot more because of the use of media, television, you know, everything. They're exposed to so much more than adults were. Um, so I think absolutely they're, they struggle more mentally. And I think there needs to be a bigger emphasis on it because it's incredibly upsetting to see super young people struggling with mental health when they really should just be learning to live their lives and become a human being. Yes, exactly. And 
right now we're in a pandemic and uh, we talk a lot about that people are struggling more now, especially teenagers. Can you say something about that? Sure, absolutely. I think the reason for that, um, and it's completely common, even people who had never struggled with mental health before the pandemic, a lot of them are struggling now because you know, they're losing really pivotal years of their lives. A lot of adults are just working from home, which obviously is very disappointing and still hard on your mental health. But when you look at children and youths, they're people who are developing. They're still not fully their own person yet. And it's incredibly hard to do that without social interaction and being in a quote unquote normal environment. And, you know, even on the news, there's so many reports and studies about how children are not developing as they should when they stay from home. So I think it is completely normal for them to struggle in the state that they're in, but they shouldn't have to. And I think that's a really bad problem because when you're isolated, especially at that age, it's so hard and you're too young to know what to do in that certain situation because you've never been put in that situation before. And it's hard to be a happy kid because you're not around an environment that you should be in or around people that you should learn from. Yes. And I think it's really interesting what you said about uh, kind of missing a few years or something. Um, because myself, I am 17 years old and, uh, uh, this pandemic came when I was 16. And that's kind of when you thought that you were gonna start some really fun years and suddenly this just hits. And I try to <laughs> think as, little as possible of all the things that I'm missing out on, like a few trips and parties and yeah, everything and everything that happens during summer and traveling. For example, I was supposed to be in Spain next week because we were going to have a, a trip with our Spanish class, which we are missing out on now, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are a bit older than me. Exactly. How is this affecting your mental health? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I just turned 21. Um, I am in my third year of university, you know, right actually this semester, I was supposed to be studying abroad in London, England. So, you know, that definitely sucks and definitely takes a toll on me because that's something that I was looking forward to for probably five years now is when I started planning it and preparing for it. So, um, that was really disappointing. And I think I've definitely gone through the motions of being in isolation. Um, I think just, you know, as time has rolled around, we're getting used to it, but being a university student, you know, these are the years that you have fun and you meet new people and very similar to a high school student is you're at this point in your life where you want to go out and do fun things because when you're older, you don't necessarily get that opportunity all the time. So I think it's definitely been about changing my mindset. And I think I have definitely changed as a person throughout this quarantine um, and really just stepping back and looking at what is most important in my life. So whether that be focusing on the friends that I can hang out with or even the ones I can't, my best friend right now, she's in Vancouver and she's been there for, I guess, almost a year now because of lockdown. I haven't been able to see her and I'm in Toronto, the other side of Canada. So there is really no way for me to to get over there and see her. So it's really hard. And I think our relationship has really grown because we've valued each other's company, just being in isolation, but also long distance. So I think it's really about changing your mindset about how you think about things and trying to find fun ways to still live your life from home. It obviously 
sucks and is very disappointing, but um, the most we can do is just really take time to, to take care of ourselves as best we can um, and not be too hard on ourselves and kind of look for the good in every day because that is really all we can do right now. <laughs> yes. So you think that your development during this time has been positive? Yeah, I do. I think mentally it has. Obviously, socially, I wish it would have gone a little bit uh, better for for me. But I think that mentally, I think it's given me the time to slow down and take a look at how my life's going and where I want it to go. Um, it gets really frustrating some days when I've tried to plan for the future. I'm have one more year of university left, and I have to plan for postgraduate plans and my job and where I'm going to live. And obviously that is really hard and, and frustrating because you can't really plan that. But I think mentally looking at some of, you know, breaking bad habits and trying to find the good in my day and um, doing things like that, I think has definitely had a positive impact. Yes. I'm noticing on myself that I have been more where I've become more creative, finding ways to kind of entertain myself and uh, keep myself with company. For example, I've started this podcast now and uh, I've not been able to uh, play handball with my friends as I usually do. So now I have something to focus on. And I think that's a really good thing to do, to have something to focus on and something to be passionate about instead of just like uh, be at home and thinking about everything you're missing out on. What are your takes on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really all about staying busy. <laughs> I think one of the things that I've learned about myself in this quarantine is just if the worst thing you can do is just sit at home by yourself and just be alone and think, you know, there are plenty of fun things you can do alone, but the worst thing you can do is just sit there and think and, and kind of sink yourself into a downward spiral essentially. So I think it is really important to have hobbies or pick up things, whether it be cooking or baking. For me, I've picked up piano. That's been my kind of creative hobby that I've taught myself over this quarantine. But I think it is so important to have projects for yourself or to pick up something new, something creative, because it's almost essential that you need something like that to stay sane in quarantine and keep your mental well-being okay. Yeah. Uh, so those are a few examples on how to stay motivated. Do you have some other examples to stay motivated when it comes to school or working out in general, not just during COVID? Sure. So I think that staying motivated is very difficult sometimes. Um, so I guess my best habits are to, I guess, start with some inspiration. So what goals are you working towards? Um, what's kind of the end goal for you? And then what really helps me get motivated is setting small goals for myself. So starting with easier goals, you know, I'm going to finish this today. I'm going to do, I'm going to aim for a 15 minute workout. And then usually I do a 20 minute workout. So I'm like, Oh, I feel good. Cause I set like a low goal that I know I would go above and beyond. So setting those like small goals that can keep you on track and can keep you motivated, maybe even having some type of reminder on your phone to keep you motivated. And then also having someone to look to for motivation. So whether that be someone in your house, it's always motivated that you can use as an inspiration or a guide, you know, someone to, to kind of help you if you feel like you're falling off. Um, or even someone, you know, a celebrity or something like that, or someone you admire, maybe they're not living with you, but it could be a family friend, a friend, a celebrity, whoever it may be that you can use as motivation for yourself and see, okay, like I want to be at this stage. I'm here now. 
let's, let's get to work. Um, I think that's so important. It is also important though, when you are going through it to not be hard on yourself when you're not motivated, because a lot of us can get into traps when, you know, we get really down on ourselves for not doing enough work in a day and then not taking breaks for ourselves. So I think a key to motivation is also taking breaks for yourself, but, um, yeah, setting small goals, looking for motivation and finding inspiration would probably be my top tips for that. Yeah, I totally agree on the setting small goals because I noticed that and noticed that each time I'm kind of having difficulties with working out or sitting down to do schoolwork, it's because I remember how long it took me the last time or how incredibly difficult it was the last time. But if I just think, oh, I'm just going to do this homework or I'm just going to do, like you said, a 15 minute workout and then it turns out to be more, I'm always Uh, more up for doing it than I would otherwise. And uh, I probably do more than I kind of tricked myself into doing anyways. But do you have any sources that you think, sources to insecurity that you think are totally ridiculous? Like why are people being insecure about this? (laughs) Um, hmm. I feel like I I don't want to necessarily... I guess insecurities, when you look back on them, maybe, you know, when you were a kid, you thought, you know, parts of your body looked weird or whatever it may be. And then you look back and laugh on it. So there's definitely different things that seem ridiculous, but I think this varies for everyone. I don't think there's one insecurity that's particularly, I don't know, different or silly. If you want to look at that that way, I think everyone who has insecurities, it's incredibly valid. Um, Insecurities can come from everywhere and they're so real and it's hard to really overcome them, but the more you, I guess, age and go through life, you realize some past insecurities you have were kind of silly at the time. So it's all about trying to focus on, I guess, moving ahead because it is so easy to look at all of our insecurities and feel so down about ourselves. But, you know, you have to think of it in the way that you were made this way for a reason. You don't have insecurities. You see them, but literally no one else sees your insecurities. I know even when I talk to my friends, I'm like, oh, like I am annoyed about this insecurity or I don't look like this today. You know, my friends, they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They're like, I didn't even see that on you. So oh, pretty much all of your insecurities are living inside of your head. And even if you feel that someone pointed out once, they probably did not mean it. Um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, insecurities are really your mind playing tricks on you. And it's all about trying to tell that voice in your head, no, and then I'm better than that. Um, and looking to look about what's great about you instead of focusing on what's not great about you. Yes, totally agree. And you've already kind of said it, but do you have like some con tips on how to be more confident in your everyday life and how you just don't care about everyone else think? Sure. Um, this is something I still struggle with every day, but I definitely have improved, you know, getting a little bit older. Um, I guess my best tips for being more confident is really embracing being yourself and, focusing on doing what you love and making your life something that you love. Because a lot of people think that, how do you become more confident? Oh, you become a lot prettier. You do your hair, but that isn't going to make you more confident. That may make you surface level confident, but it will not, 
you won't feel it within. So, you know, to feel more confident is to make a life that you love because a lot of people, when they think confidence, they think they're not confident about the way they look. But when you start living your life, not focusing on how you look every day, you're going to subconsciously love who you are and love what you look like. And if you focus on being more confident with what you look like, it's going to be hard to actually become more confident about how you look like. You have to focus on the other aspects of your life because then it kind of all comes to fruition and makes you more confident. But, um, you know, a big part of that is telling that brain, the voice inside of your head that's saying, no, you, you're not good enough, blah, blah. Like telling that to be quiet is really hard and difficult and takes years of practice. And it could even just be standing in the mirror every single morning and, looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself you're beautiful, you're confident, you're smart, and just basically a way to tell yourself and those voices be gone. You know, they don't have any place here. Um, But also helping with that is getting rid of toxic people in your life. Um, A lot of people find that their confidence lowers when, you know, they're around people who don't support them. So, or people who are rude to them, but they still keep in their close circle of friends. So I think also being more confident is removing those people from your life, those toxic people who do not motivate you, but tear you down because it's, it's really hard when you're around those people all the time. So I would say those are probably my tips, but it's, it's a journey to become more confident for sure. Yes. Yes. Do you have a, have you experienced that you have become more uh, confident over the years? I think so. Um, I guess my confidence has kind of been on a journey. Definitely. It's been very up and down a lot. Um, but I think, yeah, as, as you get older and you go through more experiences in your life, you identify things that are worth stressing over and what's not worth stressing over. And the more people you meet, you realize how your insecurities and things you might not be confident about. They're, they're really just, it's all inside of your head and people don't really see that about you. Um, you know, there was a point in my life when I thought that I was very insecure and I was very confused in my life and I wasn't happy. And I remember my best friend was like, Oh, I consider you one of the most hardworking and confident people I know. And that was really eye opening because I was like, wow, like she sees me like this and she's someone who sees me every single day. Um, and so once, you know, it's on the outside, just find it within. Um, so I definitely think that the experiences you go through, the people you meet, um, and just as you age, you find out kind of what matters and what doesn't. And, um, I think that in turn helps you become more confident and you learn what people you want in your life and what people you don't and the messages you want to carry with you. Um, so yeah, I think that I have become more confident and, um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're kind of moving towards the end, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about habits with you. How do you create good habits? Sure. So creating good habits can be different for everyone, but I would say my biggest tip with this one is to work on small changes every single day and being consistent with it. So I know I wanted to break a bunch of bad habits at the beginning of quarantine and it was very overwhelming. And it lasted like a couple days of like checking every single day, fix this, fix this, fix this. And it just became too overwhelming. So if you want to create good habits, start with one small goal every day. So maybe you want to not check social media when you wake up in the morning, but you also want to make sure you read every day. You want to make sure you work out every day. Just pick one of them and then do it 
maybe five times a week, and then you could build up to every day or however you see fit. So it's really small incremental changes that you can make in your life, and then they all add up. Um, I'm reading this book right now, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it for anyone wanting to create good habits. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one thing he says in that book, which is all about creating good habits, um, he says, you know, do you want to, every single day, you can either get better or you can get worse. You can either get 1% better or 1% worse. So choose the 1% better every single day and, you know, set reasonable habits for yourself that will be successful and will work for you. Um, and it is a slow process and you have to be committed and consistent to it, but it is completely possible. And, um, yeah, it's all about not being too hard on yourself, but also setting those small goals because when we see smaller goals, they're attainable and they're easier for us to do and they're motivating for us to do. So we usually do them instead of setting big habits for ourselves. So it's those small changes over time that make up a good habit. Yes, that are some really good points. And I actually noticed that for me, uh, or I am uh, <laughs> more productive the days that I have really much to do, like today, I came home from school and usually I actually sleep or something, but today I had to finish some schoolwork. So I just did that at once and I had 20 minute break after that. And now I'm here and I'm actually busy the rest of the night too, but I noticed that I'm actually very motivated to do everything that I'm supposed to do today. But Other days when I have like one thing to do, I always procrastinate and wait until like uh, late <laughs> and maybe even another day. Do you think that's common? Absolutely. I think everyone does that. Um, you know, there's days where we are just tired and we can't do it. And, you know, it's so okay and reasonable to feel like that. Um I think there are times when I get so overwhelmed, I just can't get anything done. And I know when I hit that point that I need a break. So um, if you can't finish everything in your day, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, you know, if it's you, it happens consistently, then that could be a problem. But, you know, if there's times when you're just, you're just tired and, you know, you've been working really hard your goals for maybe all week and then you hit a Thursday and you're like, oh, I really just need a nap today. Um, you know, like that's okay. Take care of yourself. And um, it is really common for people to not be perfect every single day. So it's important to remember that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually all for today. And Kelly, I'm so happy you wanted to come on my podcast. Of course. Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and yes, that's it for today. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed and learned something. If you did, I would be so happy if you subscribed and rated. If you'd like more insight, follow me on Instagram on Truthful Youth Podcast. See you in the next episode.